You're listening to the Shamelessly Feminine Podcast, the place for the kick-ass woman who needs a kick in the ass. Your host, Jen Rosenbaum, is giving you the tools to shed shame and live the biggest life possible. So kick off your heels, get comfy, and get ready to be the boss of your life. Hey guys, I'm here today with Marin Turner. Hi Marin, welcome to the podcast. Hi, thanks for having me. Well, thank you for being here. Um, I'm very interested in speaking with you because you are a wellness and mindset coach uh, and writer working around chronic illness. Can you tell us a little bit about that, who you are and what's going on? So like you said, I am a wellness and mindset coach. I work primarily with women with chronic illness. However, lately I have had a lot of women coming in with chronic stress, which I consider a chronic illness that we've done to ourselves, but I really help them identify where the imbalances are in their lives. And I help them work through those imbalances so that they can become more vibrant so they can find themselves again and be that person, you know, that they honestly, most of us just really miss being. (laughs) Yes. Amen to that. Can you tell us a little bit about the chronic illness that you have dealt with in your life? Um, yeah. So um, uh, I have been living with chronic illness for what we're now finding out is going on somewhere around 29 years. Mm, which I, is weird because you look like you're 22 years old. <laughs> oh, thank you. I am actually almost 40, but... Um, oh, wow. Definitely not almost 40. Okay. Um, Sorry to interrupt. So, oh, no, you're fine. <laughs> um, so basically what happened is at some point in the mid to late 80s, I most likely when I was um, hiking and camping with my father on the East Coast, got bit by a tick or a mosquito or something and contracted Lyme disease. We didn't know it. I never really got super, super sick. I never showed all the chronic, you know, all the telltale symptoms of having Lyme disease. And so I just went about my life. I would get really, really sick throughout my teens with stuff in my throat, which the tonsils are your gateway to your immune system. And so not realizing it at the time, you know, we were just like, oh, I'm having a bunch of tonsil stuff. So fast forward to my 20s, I did a lot of very, very stupid things that I should not have done and spent four years in a really bad situation, which mentally and physically just tanked my body and it couldn't fight back everything anymore. And 2000, the end of 2008, I started to get very, very sick and slowly but surely have been falling apart since then and trying to put myself back together and pick up the pieces since. We have now figured out that I have chronic Lyme disease, fibromyalgia, Hashimoto's thyroid, which comes from my body, you know, attacking itself because of some of these other things as well. Um, I have a chronic Epstein-Barr viral infection that just does not seem to want to go away. I have degenerative disc disease and and a few other things. I think right now we're at uh, 12 specialists and 13 diagnoses. (laughs) Oh my goodness. All right. So let's, and by the way, the the thing is about you telling me this and people can't see obviously because this is a podcast is that you look beautiful. Like you, you really do. You look 
amazing. And I think oftentimes um, chronic illness can be invisible illness. And, you know, can you, can you talk about that a little bit? Because I, I know um, I have friends who have autoimmune diseases and, you know, again, it's, it's a lot of invisible illness and we don't always know how to present ourselves in the world when we're going through invisible illness to say, you know, I, I'm struggling right now, even though you look great. Like how, how does that work for you? Um, it's difficult. Um, I recently came home full-time from work and I'm just doing my coaching now, but for the longest time, I was the manager of a GNC. So here I am, you know, this woman that can barely stand up some days. My heart is in pain from pericarditis. My, you know, my nerves are on fire and I'm trying to guide people through, you know, being fit. And then I have people come in that don't feel good. And I'm like, I get it. I, I really do. And for one, I look like I'm in my twenties. So a lot of people don't think that I know what I'm talking about <laughs> just to start with. But, you know, I don't present myself as what people would think as somebody who is typically chronic illness. And I think that's a big part of you know, the chronic illness of the world is that most of us don't present ourselves that way. You know, I take a little extra time and I cut back on other things so that I can spend more time doing my makeup and making myself feel better. And, you know, I do these things um, because I, I feel as somebody who lives in or works in the chronic illness world, it's extremely important to present a picture to the world that shows people chronic illness isn't just the woman that hasn't been able to wash her hair in three days. And let me tell you, I have those weeks as well. Um, but you know, it's the person sitting next to you as well. Like you just don't know. Yeah. I always found through my illness that, you know, people would say to me like, how are you feeling? And I would say, I'm okay. And they go, but you look good. Yeah. You know, and so the looking good, I always thought was sort of a blessing and a curse, right? Because I want to look good because I don't want you to treat me like I'm sick. And I don't want you to think I am my sickness because there's much more to me than that. Um, And I don't want to feel like gross, you know, not that like when you don't take care of yourself, but you know, sometimes you just kind of feel icky and you know, you need that. Yes. But sometimes you also need need the space okay. to say, I'm not good today. So how do you handle that when somebody says to you, how are you? What's your answer? My answer is okay-ish. <laughs> um, you know, and I, I use that as a way to open up the conversation. Hmm. Um, I know there's a lot of people that don't want to. They really want to shut it down and just be like, I'm fine. Um, but I don't know. Can I swear on your podcast? Of course, I mean, half of my podcasts have the little explicit E next to it. Right. So yes. Because <laughs> fine actually stands for fucked up, insecure, neurotic, and emotional. Oh, I love you that. Know? <laughs> fine is not fine. And so I am okay-ish. Mm. And if they want to open up that conversation and go, well, what does that mean to you? Then I am more than willing to explain it and to, and to be, you know, informative. And as informative as I can. Mm. Yeah. It's funny. My husband just asked me the other day, when people ask me how you are, what should I answer? (laughs) And I said to him, I don't really know how to answer. Yeah. And that's really the truth because, you know, like today I'm great. Three days ago, 
not so much, <laughs> you know, it's like, it's, and yeah, I think we do this whole, like, well, I'm fine to protect other people also, you know? Um, and because we don't want to be Debbie Downers, but the truth is sometimes it's okay to somebody I'm really struggling today. Like, or, you know, I, one day at a time. I mean, that's my, often my answer when somebody says, how do you feel? I go one day at a time today. I'm good. <laughs> you know, like and that's a good one. That's a really good one because they know that tomorrow or yesterday might not have been the same. Right. I reserve the right to be in bed crying tomorrow if I want to be. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. No, I mean, and you know, we've made changes in our house so that I have a few more good days than I used to. Things like um, what? Can you give us some examples? Yeah. Um, so as much as I love my pretty, pretty dishes that I picked out, um, and I know it's not good for the environment, we've switched over to paper plates. Mm-hmm. We go to, and, and plastic forks, we go to, to Costco and we get the big container and my teenage daughter has enough to deal with, with school and having, you know, a stepmom that's as sick as I am and having everything else on her plate. She doesn't need, you know, two hours of dishes every night, <laughs> but there, and there's no way I'm going to be able to do them most days, you know? So mm-hmm. that's a little change that we've, you know, made, that's made a huge difference in the amount of family time we spend, the amount of time I have to spend cleaning the kitchen, you know? Yeah. And I think that that speaks to really self-care, like a fierce self-care and knowing what you're capable of and what you're not and, and your priorities. Oh yeah. No, I mean, in our house, she's, I, I, I feel for her cause I know that there's other houses where kids, you know, get to baby be kids a little longer, but she's 16. She's going to be out on her own soon. So, you know, if you can't do these basic chores, I don't know how you're going to survive. <laughs> and so yeah, she, I, she does that. I often say that I feel bad for my kids that they had to go through illness with me. Um, but you know, I, I really do believe that it makes them stronger people easy, you know, better, better equipped to handle things in life. Right. Cause life is not easy. I don't care how much money you have, how beautiful you are, how, you know, whatever, how successful you are. Life is not easy. No. Well, and she actually suffers with her own chronic illness as well. She's a type one diabetic mm. and she has Raynaud's. Mm-hmm. So, you know, she's had her gallbladder removed. I mean, she's no stranger to that side of it either, which I think really helps. Yeah, for, for sure. And like, you know, she knows what it feels like to not want to do or not be able to do her chores or things. So she knows how I feel, which it's a blessing. Mm. So how did you make the transition to a coach from what you were doing? And how do you, how are you able to give that energy to the people that you do coach when you yourself are struggling at times? Um, that's a really good question. Cause some days I honestly wonder how I do it. Um, <laughs> but I, you know, I started off, I am the queen of research. Like that's what I do. I, you know, you tell me I might have something, you tell me there's something that exists in the world. And I'm so far down the rabbit hole within 20 minutes that there's just no way out. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that really was kind of how it all started was just, research up the wazoo. Mm -hmm. Um, and people would come to me and they're like, how are you managing all of this stuff that you have? And I was like, Oh, well I do this. And Hey, I've created this spreadsheet. Let me send it to you. You know, Oh, this is what I do for this. Let me write it out for you. Mm -hmm. And I would send it off to them. Um, and I had so many people coming back and just thanking me for, you know, what I was doing for, um, I had an Instagram feed and I was just sharing everything. Um, and I had so many people thanking me for that, that I was just like, maybe, you know, 
I should start to think about doing this. I see other people doing it, you know, and I might not be able to work forever. I do have degenerative disc disease. Um, There's not a whole lot we can do for that. And so my spine might start fracturing at some point and I might not be able to stand. I need to figure something else out. Mm. And so, you know, I started looking into it and realizing like, this is actually a viable option for me. And there are so many people out there that, not that they can't do the research, but especially when you do have chronic illness, your brain shut down a little bit and it can't process everything. And so they can go out and do the research, but their brain might, might not be able to put it together. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, okay, I'm going to start doing this a little bit. And I you know, took on one or two pr- people here or there for free just to kind of like see if it would be mm-hmm. something I want to do. And it was amazing. I was all over it. Like it was not going away. It was part of my life from then on. So yeah. So, I mean, it was just, that was part of my life. And that was how, you know, I realized that this is how I wanted to spend the rest of my life. I wanted to help people feel as good as I had figured out how to feel with these illnesses. Um, And I ended up getting the job at the supplement store and I just, you know, I, because I wanted to have more access one-on-one to people, almost like another trial to hone my skills and learn more and ended up becoming the manager and it was amazing and I loved it. But my doctor pulled me in August because my viral load had gotten too high. Mm -hmm. Um, And technically right now I have contagious mononucleosis. Awesome. (laughs) So yeah, I'm on some pretty hefty antivirals, but um, Mm -hmm. you know, I would probably still be working full time if it wasn't for that. Mm. So I'm curious, and this is something that I've, I have struggled with and I, and it might be a sensitive question and if you don't want to answer, it's fine, but I'm I'm so curious how, how chronic illness affects your self-esteem and your self-worth. Is that something that's a struggle for you? Oh, every day, every day. Uh, I, (laughs) I can't tell you how many times, and, and I do the, you know, quote unquote, the work. I, you know, I do all the therapy and the different things, but I can't tell you how many times per week I cry because I feel like a burden on my family. And, you know, I, my husband works a full-time job as an aerospace engineer. He is exhausted by the time he gets home. His brain just wants to shut down and he has to help me with things, you know, or he has to turn it back on and, you know, we have to go and do things. And, you know, my daughter, I mean, she, she's learned, um, I have three stepkids, two of them live in Idaho with their mom. One of them lives here with us. And they have learned that the rule is if I say we can do it, it means if you remember, I said, we can do it. Mm Mm-hmm. And I can't tell you how many things that my kids probably missed out on because I couldn't remember that I said we could do it, you know? And I feel for them and I feel for them growing up with the extra burden. And yeah, no, it's it's a it's a deep wound that I think even those without kids suffer through, mm-hmm. even those without partners suffer through just because they feel like they should possibly feel like they should be more of a person 
if that makes sense, Mm -hmm. you know, like they should be able to participate more. They should be able to go out with friends. They should be able to date. They should, you know, all these things, but instead, you know, they look at themselves in the mirror and they think, you know, yeah, I'm kind of pretty, but what guy wants to walk around with the mall with a girl and her cane, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. which I always joke with my husband. I'm like, I'm like, so are you going to be embarrassed when we go to the mall and I have to use my cane? <laughs> He's like, no, it's okay. I'll just walk two steps ahead of you. you know? yes. so, but you know, yeah, I mean, it's a deep wound that I think we all feel. Mm. Thank you for sharing that. I appreciate your honesty on that. Yeah. Um, I'm curious what, uh, what kind of support and resources are available for people out there that are going through the same thing that, that resonate with your message. Oh God, there are, it, and it really depends on what work you've already done on, you know, on yourself, just because there is a, there's a process. Um, and if you, you can work on your health and you can get all the support for your health that you want, but if you don't work on your, on your inner self and on your relationships, your health will continue to fail. Um, there really is a physical, um, a mental part to that physical health. Mm. Um, and as far as that goes, um, you know, Facebook has been instrumental in helping me to feel like I have community Mm-hmm. when I'm not able to. Um, I actually, for a while there, was playing um, like online role-playing games like World of Warcraft and stuff um, because of that insane sense of community that's within it. And that really, really helped me. And you'd be surprised how many um, chronic illness groups there are within those mm-hmm. online worlds mm-hmm. um, where you know you can pretend to not be sick for a little while, you know? Um, but things like patients like me, um, I don't know if you've ever found it's more for, I I know you with, with having had cancer, it's a little bit different. I don't know that, um, their symptom tracker is really set up for that. Um, but it is set up for people with these invisible, um, kind of mystery illnesses. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's a full community of patients like me. And you can go in and you can see, you know, people that have tried the new medication you're looking to try Mm -hmm. or people that have gone through what you've gone through. Um, Yeah. And the truth is that those are extremely valuable resources because I know in my case, like my doctors will say, oh, we're going to give you this medication and there's no side effects. And then you go on a, a Facebook group and they're like, here's my 10 side effects that I've been feeling. And then a hundred people say, I had the same 10 side effects and I'm going, what is happening here? Like you don't really know what's going on or what to expect until you hear it from somebody who's been there. The doctors really just don't know. They know what they hear. Well, and the thing about that note, when they say, oh, there's not really any side effects, you know, the side effects when they test everything, they test, the first testing is on healthy bodies. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of those side effects that they have come from healthy bodies. Well, you know, even if you have one illness, it's not the same as somebody who's been chronic for years, whose system is completely broken down. And, you know, you might not have any side effects in this area, but when you have 10 other illnesses, 
it changes the way that you are, that you're affected by things. I find that even now, like, um, you know, I'm, I'm not good. I'm technically cancer free and I'm healthy and all of that. But I do find that like I get tired so much more easily or my Mm -hmm. body reacts to stress in a different way or even emotions. Like it's, it's much more difficult for me to control my emotions. Like I'm more sensitive. You know, the other day we were getting a new dog and I was crying and the woman at the adoption center was like, why are you crying? I'm like, cause I miss my old dog, you know, like the dog I didn't even want in the first place. So, you know, (laughs) but it's, it's like these emotions or these little things will sneak up on you or even in my case, I find that like my gut talks to me so much louder. Like when something is not right for me, it's like my body reacts. It's different mm-hmm. than what it was before. Oh yeah. You're a, you're a raw nerve now. Um, and you probably will be, no matter how much healing you do, you will be for, to a certain extent for the rest of your life. There's part of me that actually enjoys it. It's, it's, it's like it's a it's blessing almost, and a curse. It is. It's, <laughs> it's like the compass is like has been reset, you know. And I find that I'm not doing things that I don't want to do anymore, and I'm, you know, and whatnot. So anyway, I don't mean to make this about me, but I say this a lot. No, absolutely. <laughs> I talk about my experiences, but you know, I think that there is it is a blessing and a curse in that way. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. No, I mean i I appreciate the fact that my stomach. I mean, as much as I don't. You know, I've decorated my bathroom really nice because I spend so much time in there now. But, you know, I, I very much appreciate the fact that my stomach tells me that food was not good. Don't go back to eat at that restaurant. You know, it's, it's nice. Right. It's really a matter of listening. It's really a matter of listening. Are we able to make those connections and listen? And I think if we do so, we're able to support our body the way it needs to be supported. Oh yeah. Before I would have kept going back to that same restaurant for a year, you know, and wondering why do I feel so bad three days later, you know? Right. Right. Yeah. Man, we're so good at blocking all of those connections, you know? (laughs) Oh my God. Yes. So I'm wondering what's next for you. What's next for me? Um, really I am, I'm working on my mindfulness meditation book. I have been working on it for six months now and I, you know, I have that, I have a writer's block for some reason. And I think it's, you know, my viral load is shutting my brain down. Mm. So it's involving a lot of detoxing so that I can, uh, you know, binding and draining so that I can actually get my brain working again, but just continuing to help whoever I can. I, you know, yes, I really do enjoy, you know, being able to support my family with my business. But at the same time, you know, I just want to help people. So, you know, that finding any and every way that I can do that is I think, yeah. what's always next. That's really beautiful. And the world needs more people like you. Oh, thank you. And you too. Thank you. <laughs> Where can people connect with you? So you can find me on Facebook, Enrich, Inspire, Empower are the three words that I run my life and my business by. And so that is actually my call tag on Facebook, Instagram, and that's actually my website as well, enrichinspireempower.com. And then you can find me almost every single day in my Facebook group, which is the Mad Wellness Revolution, because I need to help more badass women get mad and get well. Amazing. Thank you so much for sharing all of your knowledge with us today. And I wish you really good health. Thanks, Jen. Thanks for listening to the Shamelessly Feminine Podcast. If you loved what you heard, be sure to leave a rating and review on iTunes so that more women can learn to live a badass life. 
To learn more about this movement, go to shamelesslyfeminine.com and join our Shamelessly Feminine Facebook group. Until next time, go out there and be the boss of your life. <laughs>